What's going on, everyone? Welcome inside Bonfire Sports and back for another season here on the channel. My name is Darren Bombing. Chris Walby will be joining us in a matter of hours tomorrow here on the channel. But who's this? It's our new friend here on Bonfire Sports. Welcome, Zach Schnitzer, or for those who follow you on Twitter, Bomber Podcast. At Bomber Podcast, buddy. I, I couldn't be happier to be here. Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. It's it's not always easy. I I as you can imagine with a name like Schnitzer, yeah, I've been called many different things. Uh probably probably the least hurtful one is schnitzel. I can take that. You know, like a breaded veal isn't so bad. It's it's actually quite yeah. delicious. But yeah. uh yes. I'm here, buddy. I'm I'm so pumped to be talking to you about bombers. I know there's CBA stuff going on, but I almost want to be an ostrich yeah. and just bury my head in the sand because I don't want to think about it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's been reaching out and, and you know, they, they want to know what's going on in the field during training camp and rookie camp and, and the game on Friday and what we're going to see. Yeah. But it's all kind of floating in the air, floating in limbo, right? Because we don't know what's happening with this collective bargaining agreement. We had a strike. There was, you know, anxiety and un uneasiness and, and weird feelings and nervousness for four days when they were on strike. Then there was a memorandum of understanding and things were going to get figured out. Then suddenly a third of the CFL players didn't vote 30, 35% reported by a handful of people. You know, Adam Big Hill was, was asked that at practice yesterday, Zach. And yeah, you know, yeah, right around there. Like that's unbelievable. Were those Americans? Were those Canadians? It sounds like a lot of those Americans just Americans. did not vote. Um, yeah, because it seems to be some of those ratio things uh, getting caught. Well, I saw I saw on Twitter it, it, for anyone uh, who's wondering why it's really not going down or why this controversy is going down. It's not money. It wasn't that ratification bonus. It's the ratio. And and I think it brings up like there's a part of me, Dara, that's like super pissed off. I know lots of fans are, too. And rightfully so. You you. You put you put your blood, sweat, and tears into your job. You get hard-earned money. A lot of people travel. A lot of rural fans. Like I think of my buddy Jeff Ritchie from Thunder Bay. I hope he's watching. Eight-hour drive each way. That's gas money. That's like half a paycheck. And yeah. so you, you've been waiting. You've been waiting to see that banner go down. You've been waiting to see you know who's who's gonna make the team from from training camp. And you're sitting on your hands. You just recovered from this COVID thing. Everybody's mental health is kind of in limbo anyway from COVID. We have all this crap going on in the world. This is my, uh, oh, this mirror thing just screws me up. My Ukraine shirt project, my buddy Alex Serebnitsky, 20 bucks. I'll give a link on Twitter. It's a great cause. You get a nice shirt. It makes me look jacked, which I'm not. So I don't know if it has some kind of superstructure in it, but there's a lot going on and like, I think just people don't have the appetite for any more BS. They they want their football. I'm going to go on a soapbox here. They want okay. their football, right? They want it to be the one place where they get to be happy, have a haze bomb, juicy pale ale from Brazen Hall, maybe a Brazen Butter Burger, maybe, you know, a shawarma con, be in the sun, enjoy a summer night, which we've been dying for in Winnipeg. We've had the worst weather. Our new videographer, Josh Burton, moved here from Toronto. The guy is dying. He's like, I knew the weather was bad, but this is like, I hope he doesn't get up and leave because he's a good guy. But listen, people just want to watch their football, Darren, and they don't yeah. want to hear about this crap. But then the last thing I'll say is, like, 
owners are people too. They have money, but but owners aren't like they're not Gandhi. They're not altruistic people. Some of them are are great. Like Amar Demand seems like a great guy, but they need to make money. Mm -hmm. and, and we we have to remember too that you know a handful of teams in the CFL are community owned, including here in Winnipeg. So you know it, it comes down to a board of directors, a, a business. Love that. We got Pumper in the chat. Oh, Kevin's in the chat as well. So hit up the live chat. We're yeah, going to get baby. you involved uh, uh, throughout the show. That's awesome. Um, as you can see there too, you got the hotline, Bonfire Sports Hotline, 816-TIPS. That's 816-8477. Text, call, leave a voicemail. We'll get you on the air uh, You know, uh, in future shows. Call and leave a voicemail during the game. I'll get you on the post game. Zach, you're going to be joining us uh, joining me for oh, some yeah. posts here uh, on Game Day Winnipeg and uh, Bonfire yeah. Sports. Yeah, but here, here's here's the thing about the CBA, Zach. Is yeah, uh, when it comes to the owners in the league, like Randy Ambrosi is an employee of those nine teams. Yeah, right. He doesn't do what he wants. He does exactly what those owners and the board of governors tell him to do. Exactly. And when it comes to the ratio, you've got a league that's about 50-50, maybe a little bit more American players, but a lot of those yeah. guys are, are rookies and, and not yeah. able to vote because their first year yeah. in the league is it, it GMs, head coaches, maybe not here in Winnipeg, but a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches are American and they want more roster flexibility. Meaning if a Canadian gets hurt, maybe they don't have to replace them with a Canadian for the rest of the game or for the rest of the season. I think that's where that 49% number came yeah. in. I don't want to get caught in the weeds in all of this. None of those right. uh, ratio rules were going to go into effect until 2023. It wasn't right. even going to be this season. Um, yeah. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that a CBA will get ratified and signed that we got games on Friday night, including here in Winnipeg, Elks, Bombers kick off at 7.30 pregame here on Bonfire Sports with uh, Chris Walby. You're going to join me for the post game uh, here as well. We're doing everything live on Bonfire Sports in 2022, which is so much fun. Like you're still going to be able to check out the podcast and, and have the content that way. I'm still going to do my best to, to post some, you know, interviews and things from practice and things from post game uh, on YouTube yeah. as well. But Bonfire Midweek. Pre-game, post-game, and uh, you know everything else we can do. I'd like to do some live chats during practice from the IGF press box, from the Bob Irving Whoa. Media Center during Darren, practice. You're just it's dropping a bomb on me. Pardon the pun with a B A U M, but you knew I was dropping a schnitz bomb. <laughs> schnitz bomb. We were going to call this like the that. schnitz bomb show, but no, maybe next no, year. No, maybe, 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 the, maybe <laughs> our after dark show or something like that. But game day after dark, that'll be our post game, and. and uh, yeah, like do some live chat. So hit the hotline, text 816-TIPS, 204-816-8477. You can find it all on bonfiresports.ca, on Zach's Twitter, at Bomber Podcast, and my Twitter, uh, on Bonfire Sports TV, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that. We're going to stream it to Facebook as well. If you go yeah. to facebook.com slash TV, you can watch it there. Uh, as well, I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch of stuff, but well, it's it's streaming to my Facebook as well. Awesome, Dan. Love I think it. it's under Daniel Zachary. I don't know. I, I honestly stopped using Facebook like three years ago, but now I'm back in because of Bombers stuff. So, so yeah, I, I just want to I just want to say I, I'm seeing Kevin Sproul here on the chat, and he's saying, you know, it upsets me. Sports escape and stress life, and it's just like 
it, that's exactly what people want in football, right? Like it's, oh, he pulls it up. Look at this. Like I appreciate that because that's what it is. And so people have no appetite for this, for this crap anymore. The other thing I wanted to say though, is the owners want to make money and the players like I interviewed Nick Taylor for my podcast. Let's go bombers. And what struck me about Nick is he's like a lot of Americans who come up here. They've yeah. never been to Canada. He said on the show, it, he was in Regina in training camp and it was snowing in May. And he was like, and, and Chris Jones was playing around with the guys. Like nobody knew who was going to be on the team. Who's where am I playing? Whatever. Nick probably thought he might be playing quarterback knowing Chris Jones. Right. And he's sitting there. He's from the South. And he's like, what am I doing here? The only reason he came to the CFL, he's going to make the Vikings. And uh, he blew his knee out. I mean, yeah. these guys are unlucky. They're excellent athletes. They sacrifice a lot to come up here. And I know we're Canadian, and that's where our heart is, Darren. But yep. if you're American, like uh, we know the amount of Americans that become bombers for life and Winnipeggers for life, right? Yep. You think about the guys that have relocated to Winnipeg. You think about the big hills, and I, my heart goes up to them too. Yeah. Yeah, the Jeffersons, Brandon Alexander, spent all winter here. That says something for a Florida boy to uh, you know right? stay up here and, and rehab uh, from his off-season knee injury, um, su knee surgery, uh, injury yeah. suffered uh, during the Grey Cup. We're going to get into all the position battles and, and groups and, <laughs> and that sort of stuff as as the show goes on here. Um, the premier edition, the debut of Bonfire Midweek. Thanks again for everybody uh, for joining us. Hit up the live chat. Uh, shout out uh, Blue Bomber Brandon, uh, Pumper, Kevin, they're, they're in there as well. I got some texts I'm going to get right. to on the Bonfire hotline. Um, yeah, like the CBA, like you and I could literally fill an hour talking about this. I've, got, I've had so many conversations with Americans about, you know, like what it takes for them to come up here. Like yeah. they're not like us. No, in the sense that they're not educated as children in school about the rest of the world. Like yeah. I've had family educated primary school, junior high years in middle America, and they don't learn anything about Europe or South America or Canada, nothing. It's capital cities, constitution, pledge of allegiance. Like it's just America. That's it. So for these guys to come up here, it's one of a few reasons. It's like passion to play football. They want to yeah. keep playing. It's, I think I can get back to the NFL and, and, you know, yeah. play in the league. Like the guys call it the league. It's a right. reality. Well, it's the that, NFL. You know. no, yeah. Nothing is like the NFL is better than the CFL or the CFI. Like it doesn't matter. No. The reality is it's a multi-billion dollar league and players who grow up in the United States and around the world want to play in the NFL. If it yeah. doesn't work out for them, you play in Canada, you can make a great living, make a new home, be like Kenny Plain, right? Like legend. He has legend. 24 grandchildren. They're all Winnipeggers. Like <laughs> truly putting down roots, you know, with his five great cup rings. Um, anyway, Zach, I, let's get into the football because I think that's mostly why people have come here oh, today. Oh, come on. Don't they want if to know you, my life story? Yeah, I would like to learn a little bit about your life story. I was just going to okay. say, if you want more CBA information, uh, Jeff Hamilton has a great piece yeah. in the free press. Uh, I know it's uh, there's a paywall there, but you can you know just pay to play as well and and read his piece. Dave Naylor and Farhan Lalji, lots of work on TSN and TSN.ca. Yep. Uh, 
John Hodge, Justin Dunk, those guys are doing good work as well. Uh, my friends at Canadian Press, uh, Dan Ralph and Dan Barnes, uh, lots of people putting out good content, so be sure to check them out. Uh, and Hustler, on our good friend uh, uh, Hustler and Remo uh, in Winnipeg Sports Talk, they've had great guests on uh, all week as well. Be sure to check out uh, their YouTube channel. But yeah, I think people want to know a little bit more about this guy next to me. Yeah. That... Across town. <laughs> Zach, who are you and and, and who am I? Well, I'll, what I'll got keep you this here short. today. What I'll, got I'll, you on Bonfire Sports? Well, I'll keep you this short, just like my stature. Just like my stature, Darren. I'm five foot six and three quarters with shoes. My mom said I'd be five ten, but she was just trying to placate me when I and it did you know, it backfired because I I hit my terminal point and uh, I was still shorter than my dad and brother. And my my dad was an all star athlete. He wouldn't let me play football because he broke his nose five times, but. But just I'll tell you a quick story. Just bombers. I I started rolling with uh, with our with our original blue crew, which was my dad, his friend Fred Penner, the Fred Penner. I'm name dropping here, and wow. uh, and, wow. and his son Damian Penner is still you know one of my best buddies, and uh, our friend uh, our neighbor Henry Bassoon, and we would go to the game since 1996. I have my 25 uh, year season ticket holder. Uh, uh, certificate. I've got my name on the brick, and that's how we started. We'd go to games three hours early, not to tailgate, but because my dad was so cheap that he wanted to park in the Canadian Tire lot right behind Canadians. So <laughs> that that was that was the thing, you know. So it, it's all for the love of my dad, Darren. He he passed in 2017. I'm not going to get into a sob story. He had a chronic illness, but he just, you know, I, and I and I'm and I'm vibing with what Kevin said here. My dad, my dad had a chronic illness, and the Bombers was the place where we could just let loose. We could forget about it. He could be optimistic. More often than not, he was pessimistic because you think about the Reinbold years. You think about Jim Daly. You think about all of those terrible Bomber teams and the heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, 2001, 2007, 2011, that Swaggerville team that backed its yeah. way into first place and just got pummeled. Uh, and then you had the three and 15, 2013 season, you know, you had Tim Burke, you had Joe Mack. And so, but, but it was safe. It was fun to just like take all the crap in our life and just take it out of the bobbers in a fun way. And so I think for a lot of fans who I've connected with, with the podcast, they became fans because of a family member and the bombers are a family and i'll, I'll talk about this another time because we want to get to football but <laughs> but that that's my story i started the podcast because i was a little bit inebriated and uh I, I i hit i hit the record button on podbean and uh my mom said it was amazing and my my friends uh my buddy sean mccarthy said you said the word legendary 16 times in the, in the show <laughs> you said um 32 times Right, and I was like, "Shut up, Sean. You're bald. So what do you have to say?" I, I, anyway. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> anyway, I stuck with it, Darren, and and, and I got to tell you, I've met awesome people, and and, and people like Milt Stegall, Ed Tate, Hustler, yourself, and John Hodge. They'll talk to a, a Joe Schmo like me just because they're nice. And 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 I think more importantly, and I'll stop with this thing: is I've met amazing super fans who I now call, thanks to Hustler, the Bonfire fireside blue crew we can call them the fire starters they're gonna stoke the bonfire they're gonna chop it nice. up if you will i've been working on my metaphors and uh these <laughs> people we have amazing fans we have reaper of course we've got yep. Mixon. of course reaper 
He is the ambassador to Section 141, him and his wife, Vixen, who are just wonderful, beautiful people. They are Winnipeg. I know they live outside of Winnipeg, but they embody Winnipeg, right? Uh, and he is going to be doing a reveal, hopefully on this show, Reaper. The man with the golden skull mask is changing new. his alter ego, and that's big news. Something new. Big, big news. And I also want to give a shout-out to Donnie C. from Winkler, a.k.a. Sign Guy. You know him. He's the guy with the TSN signs and the fedora and the blue face. You know, and, and here's where the CBA thing. This guy is selling a couple season ticket holders, season tickets because it's so expensive to get to games. But he's coming. And he has single-handedly won us games because he heckles the crap out of the other team. So <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's it's been fun. I live, eat, and breathe football when I'm not being a parent or a husband. Uh, my wife is uh, 10 times smarter than me and, and just an amazing person. And she's the reason I can do this because she's upstairs with the kids. So that's me, Darren. And uh, I just love football. So here I am. Well, you know why your wife is 10 times smarter than you? It's because she's the daughter of a big, big Blue Bombers fan, somebody you can still go to games with. And everyone would say right now, be like, oh, her dad is a big bomb. Who do you go to games with, Zach? Oh, I run with my entourage. And we park in the handicap spot. Not not to game anybody. Like my my, my mother-in-law's partner, he, uh, he has some knee issues. So we roll into the white parking lot right next to the field. <laughs> <laughs> they never leave early enough. I'm dying to tailgate, but what am I going to say? So my mother-in-law is a massive fan. She grew up in Regina. Amazing. Hi, Sarah, for listening. Uh, her dad was the team doctor, and she was a, you know, dyed-in-the-wool uh, green and white fan. And she moved to Winnipeg, and she slowly became a Bomber fan. And it's my meal ticket. She gives me a ride, and my wife can't say anything <laughs> because I'm That's like, good. I'm hanging out with your mother. Yeah. We've got oh, man. There's together. your perfect... It's, There's your perfect, well, maybe not like a hall pass. That's got other uh, innuendos to it, but you got, you're kind of like your get out of jail free card. Like I'm, I'm with yeah. your mom. How can you be mad at me for staying out late watching the bombers? Exactly. So that. Sarah, David and me, and then I, I have two, you know, my dad passed, but I kept the seat because I like to bring people to games to, uh, to manipulate them into being fans. And I got to tell you, it works. So nice. I buy them a t-shirt, they buy me a couple beers and, and we're good to go. It's, it's my happy place, Darren. And, I'm just thrilled to be here talking with you, man. I, I just, I live, eat, breathe, whatever else, football. It's in my blood. I am that guy that when when a friend or acquaintance is talking about the Bombers, they're like, oh, you should meet my friend, Zach. He's insane. You know? <laughs> I've calmed down because I've had to in the last few years because it's like my family doesn't want to deal with me being like a depressed, angry mess uh, if they lose, which is, <laughs> which is regrettably. <laughs> I, I've thrown controllers. I've thrown TV controllers. If you remember, this is the last wow. thing I'll say. And I am I allowed to say this is the last thing I'll say like 15 times? I don't know. If, if you mean it. <laughs> I mean it. 2016, we were got we were seven and oh. Do you remember that? Michael yep. Shea's job was on the line. We got Travis Bond, Matt Nichols came in. We we won that game in Edmonton that turned mm -hmm. around this uh, I would say a fancy word triumvirate which is wade miller kyle walters and mike yeah. o'shea they were yeah. one and four with drew willie limping along we won that game and we go seven and oh or we i think we we rattled off seven in a row we That's go right. into calgary they were beating us 28 nothing 
we take the lead with 30 seconds left. Matt Nichols uh, hits uh, Julian Fioli Godino. And I'm thinking, I believe it was 34-33. And I'm thinking, this game is over. And sure enough, Bo Levi Mitchell, who I I, I know he's he's an he's an all star, all the best. But you can't be a Bomber fan and like Bo Levi Mitchell. Although <laughs> although Bomber woman Tina met him at the CFL Awards and said he was a gentleman. But what oh, yeah, he's he's, come, sure he's, he's a cool nice guy. guy. But he threw two passes. I don't know what the secondary was doing. They were playing prevent defense. That's when we all hated Richie Hall, by the way. That prevent defense and Rennie Paredes. Hits a 52-yard field goal. Game ends. We lose 36-34. I whipped my daughter. My my one-year-old daughter was in the room, and I whipped that controller at the wall. Oh, man. You scared her? You must have scared her. I don't remember. I probably did, and I probably got screamed at by my dad and wife. But that's, that's old. That's not Zach anymore. I've grown up. So there you have it. That was well, the last thing. Welcome. Zach, and really glad to have you on. Uh, for those of their last thing, and I mean it, uh, <laughs> Zach reached out to me and was like, you know, like let's let's do something. Let's let's put something together. You know, what, what are you interested? Like you cold called me. I loved it. I was impressed with you, just you know, as a person. Football aside, so looking forward to this, Zach, and and uh, having you on Bonfire Lots uh, this year, and and really everybody out there, you know, like everyone in the live chat, Jim. I see your comment there. Appreciate you, man. I don't know if I'm going to put that one up. Uh, Pumper, Gregory, like Gregory has this question. He says they're playing Friday night. Now, oh, that's Gregory. what Wade Miller, Wade Miller put out a statement. He said, we're confident yes. we will play Friday. We don't know for sure. We do know this. The, the game before the Bombers game, the Argos canceled their flight. No yes. word from Edmonton yet if they've canceled their flight to Winnipeg. But right. uh, Toronto was going to Ottawa for... Uh, their first preseason game to get the the season the the preseason going, um, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, but lots to get to on the show. Should mention, uh, you know, we're already 22 minutes in here. We got a giveaway. Our good friends at uh, Scottswood Links, like they're awesome. I love those guys. I want to make sure I, I got it up here correct. So you can go to Scottswood Links and like that's a shot of their beautiful room uh their their banquet room my buddy justin and steph got married out there uh but like look at that brand new club, clubhouse if you've never been to scottswood links uh it's just 25 minutes west of winnipeg on highway two i've got four green fees with carts to give away today best comment in the chat or best comment um uh on text on the hotline, you can see it above there, 816-TIPS, 816-8477. Standard messaging rates apply, and, and that's the same as, you know, like, well, I, I, I put it this way. Just like when you text your mama, it's the same <laughs> deal. You got to say standard message rates apply. Um, but the, the people at Scottswood are awesome. The course is dry. The greens are in good shape. Uh, they're ready to go. So give them a call. Uh, check them out, scottswoodlinks.com. Uh, my favorite course in rural Manitoba, hands down. Great people. Beautiful clubhouse, as I said. Uh, uh, cold drinks. They got you covered top to bottom. Really good people uh, as well. So shout out uh, to Scottswood. And 
hit up those comments, hit the hotline, your best hot take, your best question. Not only will we talk about it on the show, but you could win uh, yourself four green fees. If you want, you can do a pair and then take the other two. You can go two rounds of golf with a buddy or a partner or whoever you want uh, at Scottswood Links and real close to the city as well, just 25 minutes down. <laughs> Highway Sorry, too. Darren. My buddy oh, Kevin God. just texted me. Don't pretend you're wearing pants. <laughs> I'm wearing Kevin, sweatpants. I, I, I don't wearing have a problem pants. telling people that. They're a nice pair of maroon pajamas that my wife gave me. So uh, that's nice. Someone's saying your beard keeps getting sexier and sexier here, Corey Weir. I, I like this guy. You have oh, a good beard. Corey. Like I yeah, can't I grow you... my beard like yours. Okay, we'll 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 throw up uh, Corey's comment here. I got to get to the chat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm throwing up Corey's comment for one reason. It's because I used to work with Corey a little bit, covering the Bombers and, and the CFL. Good dude. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us in the chat. Uh, here's Aaron Myers. Oops. Oh, hey, Aaron. LOL. And I'm not sure exactly what her, uh, her, uh, whoops. She was saying something earlier, $5 beer pre-touchdown is still on. And then she's like, oh, that's the pre, because that's their pregame deal, the three, three dollars. Oh, there you go. Here it is. Beers. Hey, Aaron, three. shout out to you, Aaron. Nice to see you. Yeah, I, shout I out to everybody. Camp, but, uh, uh, yeah. Nice to see you. Jeffrey, Kevin, everybody. Uh, so let, let's get into it, Zach. We, we got okay. a whole bunch of stuff to get to uh, through the depth chart. We'll talk about kicker, defensive back, the Mercy Maston injury, the Jalen yeah. Saunders release from the team today that took everybody by surprise. We'll talk about some of those receiver battles and, and, the new guys that are probably making it an easier decision to cut uh, a Jalen Saunders. There was a scrap in training camp. We got a preseason game uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep you covered top to bottom. So where do you want to start Zach? Kicker, buddy. I want to talk Ali Mortada. He, you do, huh? he is close to my heart. I like Ali Mortada. It's not just this emotional connection. You know, he's got an interesting backstory from Sierra Leone, but look, you you said it yourself on our uh, podcast together. You said kicker is mental, mm. not like Chris Walby who says kickers are mental. Kicking are mental. is mental. You're on an He's island, mental. like you look <laughs> quarterback, right? Michael Shea says they're responsible for winning, but if but if but if Zach Kalaris Kalaris throws a pick. There's so many variables. There's the pre-snap read. There's the scheme. There's the execution yep. of 11 other guys. You're the kicker? Yeah. A tip, right? You're the kicker. You walk out there with 30,000 screaming Winnipeg fans, and you you don't hit it, and it's a makeable field goal within, you know, anywhere from 10 to 45 yards. You don't make it? Guess whose fault that is? It's Ali Mortada, and he got booed. And this guy got his job taken away by Sergio Castillo, who was the Grey Cup MVP. And I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody who fights me on that. That's my hot take. He was nice. the Grey Cup MVP. Everybody, everybody agrees with that. But listen, this guy has stuck with it. Uh, Mike O'Shea likes his process. Now, Mike O'Shea says good things about everybody because he never says a bad thing. You know, like if I was on Mike O'Shea's team, and I like ran a forty-yard dash in like fifty seconds, and and you were in the scrum and said, "Hey, uh, hey, what do you think of this Zach Schnitzer kid?" He'd say, "Oh, Zach loves football. He loves football. He loves his teammates. He works hard." Like, 
Hard but, Mike, but but Mike O'Shea, like he in his interview, he seemed genuine. You were there probably. He he likes Mertad, he likes his process. The guy's got character. You know, he was humiliated last year. He comes back in, he worked his tail off all season. I see Blue Bomber Brandon saying he's never gonna miss with these new hash marks. Blue Bomber Brandon, guess what hash marks he was practicing on all offseason? The old ones. Like he was practicing with the wider hash marks. He comes in. And, uh, and now they're now they're skinnier, right? So he's not going to have those angles to deal with. He's got a leg. We know he can yep. kick great. Derek Taylor said the the distance on his kickoffs is is above average. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I think the work ethic he he does have talent, the character, and if Mike O'Shea vouches for him, I really 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 want him to succeed. And and I hope he does. I'm fascinated to see what Ali Mortada does. But then in the background, you've got a guy named mark legio who by the way is jacked which i love in a punter like if he can take down a returner right you want to see that right the guy's canadian he holds the record for accuracy in u sports 92 percent. but he's young you walk into a pro field you walk into a passionate fan base a rat's nest like like ig field that's got to get to your head man but, yeah, and, and you make a couple misses and suddenly everyone's booing you. Like 25,000, 30,000 are booing you. That gets into your kitchen a little bit, right? Yes. Uh, you got to remember, last season, the Bombers uh, traded for Sergio Castillo from the BC Lions late in the year. And what happened? He was arguably the most important player in the Grey Cup and throughout the playoffs. And, and a big reason why the Bombers have a second ring coming to uh, those beat up fists, uh, you know, <laughs> in right. the coming weeks. Um, it'll be interesting to watch Ali Mortada. I don't always believe with, how do I put this? Um, I don't always believe wholeheartedly, like on the surface, what the team will say about a player. Sometimes they are protecting the player. Sometimes they are protecting themselves. Yeah. Uh, competitive advantage, all of those things. And it makes total sense. That's what they should be doing. But when it comes to how Michael Shea has talked about Ali Mortada and the confidence he has, and, and Kyle Walters has, has said the same thing, I believe them. I really, really do. You want to talk about the closer hash marks, um, you know, being something that'll help Ali Mortada? Absolutely. Is the football different in Canada than the U.S.? Not much. It's a fallacy that our balls are bigger. It's the exact same football. The laces <laughs> are different, the striping is different, and the leather is different. But the dimensions are like within a quarter of an inch on like the long diameter. So yeah. is it a huge thing for a kicker, the ball? No. But Ali Murtada took five Canadian footballs back to, I think, Arizona this winter and worked with them. And now he's back and he looks pretty good. You do have Mark Leggio there as a contingency plan. You don't got to go to like, you know, Darvin Adams or Adam Big Hill or, you know, it was, it was I'll Darvin throw a name at you, buddy, because right? I'll, I'll throw a name at you. Ryan Lankford. Does anyone remember Ryan Lankford yes. kicking? Kickoffs. The, the last right. game of the 2018 season, he, he was the kicker. I don't remember why, uh, what happened to Medlock, but Lankford, bless his heart. There was a guy who had made a few plays, but just didn't stick around. Anyway, I digress. Well, it's something to keep an eye on, but but I'll be right. honest with you. I, I don't see it as the biggest concern. No. Like, like grain of salt when you talk about concern with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Like, 
they're deep, they're stacked, they're the same as last year, like, like contingency or, or consistency from last season to this season, momentum, stability, all of it, they have it. So I, I don't see a lot of weaknesses in this Blue Bombers team, but I, I don't think kicker should be one people are, are too nervous about. Um, yeah. You can head over to bonfiresports.ca and get your depth chart. I update it pretty much every day uh, with what I see in practice and, and things moving around. Zach, like, let's get into defensive back because when Mercy Maston went down to injury, uh. I'll, I'll maybe preface by saying this. Michael Shea said he wasn't ready to provide an update on Mercy Maston. And then he said on uh, the coach's show with DT yesterday yeah. uh, that he's not, or sorry, I think it was actually uh, today in his press conference. I had a doctor's appointment. I had to run out, but um, he did tell the assembled media in Winnipeg today that he will not be giving an update on Mercy Maston for a while. Um, I, I think that's out of respect. I, I don't have any inside knowledge on this. I do not know. But you read the tea leaves and you, you kind of try to decipher between the lines. And based on how he was carted off the field and tearing his Achilles one year ago or, you know, less than a year ago, actually, it was with a late training camp in 2021. Um, you have to wonder if, if this is a season-ending injury for Mercy Maston. It's also important to know this isn't just some dude. Mercy Maston, I was told by a CFL GM after his injury last year, said Mercy Maston could have been the most important player on that Blue Bombers defense that like figured it out on that run to the Grey Cup, like in the end of the regular season right. and through the playoffs. And yeah. he was the most important player. Not Biggie, hmm. not Willie Jefferson, not Brandon Alexander, not Winston Rose in 2019, not Mike Jones, who was all over the field in the Grey Cup in 2019. Yeah, yeah I remember it was that. Mercy Maston. Why did Bo Levi Mitchell have such a bad game in the West Final? Well, his check down wasn't there because Mercy Maston was smothering. Why were they throwing at Mike Jones over and over and over again in the Grey Cup? Well, they couldn't find anything across the middle or, or out of the backfield right. because of Mercy Maston. It's a huge hit to the Blue Bombers that they lost him in 2021. They got Alden Darby. He was an all-star, so, you know, good for them in that sense. Darby leaves in free agency. He's a Hamilton Tiger Cat. Now what do they do? It's looking like Donald Rutledge Jr., a, an American rookie who has never played in the CFL before, it's looking like it's his job right now, and that's a daunting task, uh, you know, for a young player to play a spot that's effectively brand new for an American. Well, it's, it, you know, we were talking the other day, you know, that 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 Sam linebacker, the dime, is very unique. You have to cover as a DB, and you have to play the box, and it asks a lot. And if you're an American who's never played in the CFL, I'm worried about that. I'll be honest with you, because last year we had Maston go down, and Eldon Darby came in, and that's a veteran, and he killed it. Like he was good. And actually, quite frankly, he might have been an MVP in the Grey Cup. He had that interception. He was all around the quarterback. Yep. He was hitting guys. He was making tackles. He leaves. And damn it, he was going to be on my podcast, Darren. And then he left. <laughs> Poor Ottawa. He went to Ottawa. And then he's like, uh, actually, no. no. I'm not sure yeah. what happened there. But uh, yeah. I have a good authority that Alden Darby would have signed here if he had been given an offer. 
And so, like you said, I would frankly they're I was surprised. They're paying they mercy, like mercy. Uh, yep. you're you're I'm buying what you're selling, but to be honest, I I was I was kind of shocked they let Darby go. I hadn't thought about Masson as that impactful. I do remember the picks in the in the 2019 West semifinal, but I thought Darby was a stud. And mm-hmm. I and now it, in hindsight, of course, it, it doesn't look good. But look, this is a brass that found DeAndre Alford, who's now with the Atlanta Falcons, who's probably gonna start. The guy yep. was an absolute all-star, and they found Dietrich Nichols. Right. They pulled Winston Rose respectfully. Like I'm a huge fan of Winston Rose. I like him as a person as yeah. well. They pulled him off the scrap heap in BC, like yeah. cut by Ottawa, not resigned by BC, despite leading the CFL with five interceptions that year. That's right. That's why he I call it scrap heap because they're like, we we don't you know we don't really value this guy because he leads the league and we we don't want to keep him. Winnipeg says, I like him. Let's yeah. sign him. Well, then he had an NFL opportunity. Brandon Alexander was a walk-on in college. Yeah. We're going to talk about another walk-on in college when we get to the receivers too, Zach, but um, uh, yeah. that's making an impact. But they can find talent. They can find guys. So when they cut a Jalen Saunders, everyone's like, <gasps> what? He's an all-star. He's a name I know. He's he's a thousand-yard guy. He's yeah. It's football, a forever truth is change will always happen. It's inevitable. And, you know, I I teased this on uh, Twitter the other day, Zach, and and sorry to go on, but as you know, you shift from DB to receiver, um, you know, Darvin Adams leaves in free agency. He's going to be wearing number one with the Ottawa Red Blacks this season. Uh, Obviously, Kenny Lawler signs the big ticket. Zero guaranteed, but... uh, Darren, then then he threw some shade on Winnipeg. He did. He did. It was a three down nation article. And he said, Edmonton is more scenic than Winnipeg. Up until that point, I was okay with Lawler leaving for 300 grand. Cause I thought, how could you not? What does that mean? More scenic. Right? Is he talking about the mountains? My blood started boiling because us Winnipeggers are proud and we have. Have you you been to Edmonton outside of their hockey, outside of their hockey rink? Like, (laughs) Like I got a lot of friends in Edmonton, like no joke, like the TSN 1260 crew and everybody I know there, like that cover the Elks, awesome people, like love them. But have you been to Edmonton? It's like- I've been there once, White Avenue, like, nice park. It's like flat water Winnipeg, you know? It's like tepid water Winnipeg. It's <laughs> it's so similar, but like everything's just a little bit less there, you know? Like, like yeah, okay, they're close to the mountains and you got all of that, that's great. Yeah. We got Lakeland here in Southern Manitoba. Uh, but like they, it's just missing a little bit of, of shine. It's missing a little bit of heart, you know, like with yeah. the forts and St. Boniface and Assiniboine park, the largest urban park in Canada. Um, good you plug. know, good plug. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big park guy. I love hanging out at the park. Um, you know, our zoo, all that Edmonton to me is not a big draw away just cause it's in Alberta or close to Calgary or close to the mountains. Anyway, that, that that's know, a bit on, on that. I, but. I but I I understood Lawler was leaving. He went for the money, and honestly, the way he was yeah, talking, I figured I figured he was going to come back anyway. He's got two rings, like whatever. He's a young guy. He, yep. uh, you know, you you need to make the money. You never know if you're going to get injured, right? Yep. But then to throw shade on the Winnipeg Zoo, I believe it was something about zoos. 
uh, it raised the ire of one Zach Schnitzer. And that's the first and last time I'm going to refer to myself in the third person because my, my, if my wife ever heard that, <laughs> it would be like, she would, well, she couldn't divorce me because I drive and I pick up the kids from school and make lunches. But my God, <laughs> I'd be sleeping in this man cave of mine in the basement. But, but receiver, talk, Darren, talk about Dalton Schoen because you were mm. talking about him on Twitter. Uh, everybody lost their minds about, about Saunders getting yep. cut. We don't know the whole story. I speculate he just didn't have it anymore. But Dalton Schoen, you 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 think he's shown something? Pardon yeah, me. Yeah, he has shown something. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, so he's another guy who's a walk on, similar to Brandon yeah. Alexander uh, in Florida. Um, Dalton Schoen was a walk on at K State, Kansas State University, and turned it into, you know, some productive years in his junior and, and uh, senior seasons. Um, he looks very well-rounded. And when you start getting the tap to step in uh, with the first team offense, uh, it says a lot, you know, four, five, six days into camp. So um, I, I think they like Dalton Schoen. I, I tweeted this the other day, Zach, the Bombers talent at receiver is deeper than meets the eye on paper. You lose Kenny Lawler, leads the CFL last season in receiving. That hurts. You lose Darvin Adams, big play guy, plays slot, plays wide, leader, yep. veteran. That hurts too. But they're going to be okay. Like, I expect Nick Dembski. I'm sorry. Are you laughing at this Corey Weir character? We got to get him off the chat. He's, this guy is making me. Won't put numbers up? Oh, yeah. I left that up. He's good. Don't ever touch our zoo, Lawler. How dare you think of the polar bears, Lawler? Oh, think of goodness. the polar bear. Sorry, I gotta stop looking at this chat because this 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 guy. The chat funny. is fun though, but hit up the chat whether you're on Facebook or or uh, uh, YouTube and hit the hotline. Where is it? Up there. Eight one six tips. Eight one six eight four seven seven. Call. Leave a voicemail. We'll get you on the future show. Call during the game. Call before the game. We'll address it in the post game. Send a text. Be sure to put your name though. I got a bunch of texts. I'm gonna get to later. Yeah. Um, but nobody's the name isn't there. So I'm not going to give out your phone number without your name. Uh, well, I wouldn't give out your phone number either way, but I don't um, know, Darren Rashid Bailey is only going to get better. He's gotten better yeah. every season. Zach, Greg Ellingson. I, I had one media person tell me this week, like, Oh, Greg Ellingson had a down year and he's in his mid thirties. <laughs> he had 672 yards. If I'm not mistaken in With 10 games in Edmonton. Ed. <laughs> Who's his quarterback? Oh, the oh oh wait for it. The guy who Glenn Suter likes to say throws a heavy ball. How many times did Glenn Suter say that Taylor Cornelius threw a heavy ball? I yeah. I, I swear to God, if he says that this year again, I'm shutting off the TV. <laughs> he, who was throwing to him? Taylor Cornelius, a broken Trevor Harris. Uh, Nick Arbuckle comes in. He didn't even see the field. Did mm -hmm. Prukop throw it like it was it, it? It was like Milt Stiegel in, in his prime with with and, and six hundred and seventy yards. Sorry to interrupt. We interrupt each other. This is a norm that we're setting here, Darren. It's well, funny. it's our first show. We're we're gonna figure it out. I'm gonna keep interrupting you. Sorry. Anyway, that's okay. Ahead. I'll keep interrupting you. We'll have fun with it. No, <laughs> I, I kid. Um, six hundred and seven. Like Greg Ellingson's numbers last year, based on a full season, is well over a thousand yards. Yeah. I, I see no reason why him joining a dynamic offense 
like Winnipeg, great O-line, strong run game, the best quarterback in the CFL, hands down, reigning MOP, Zach Kolaris. Like, how does Greg Ellingson not continue what he has done? He, uh, Michael Shea mentioned today after yeah. practice, he hasn't, Ellingson's missed the last four days, but he called it more preventative than anything, expects him back soon. Rashid is going to continue to get better. Nick Dembski, like, looks bigger this year. And he knows he's the guy now. He's the Oak Park grad. He's the Winnipeg native. He's Mr. Canada in Winnipeg now. Uh, He's going to continue to get better. You got Drew Wolitarski, who was awesome in the Grey Cup, like was always reliable and is always reliable. Then you got a young guy like a Canadian in Brendan O'Leary Orange pushing him. Big body, got some skills out of the University of Nevada, played in the NCAA. Carlton Agadosi has been nicked up. If you remember him, he's the six foot eight monster out there wearing number 86. Uh, he's been banged up, but you know, he's somebody that Winnipeg really likes, kept him on the practice roster all last year. Blake Jackson injured in training camp last year. He's back. The team loves him. He was a big Paul Police guy um, and, and now stayed in Winnipeg and, and came back for this season, he is likely to step in to a bigger role. Janarian Grant, it right. took him all the time free agency, right? Yeah. But Zach, like, he's a burner. If you yeah. get him on a go route with, you know, some things happening underneath and, and they forget about him or draw too much attention to him and, and forget about Nick Dembski, like, he is somebody that's going to be able to contribute in the receiving core. Then you add young guys like BJ Muckleveen. Remember yeah. that name. And Dalton he made Schultz. a good play, right? He made a good play in training camp. Nothing These are guys like they like. Done. This team is yeah. deeper than what meets the eye on paper when it comes to receiver. That O-line, Zach Kolaris, strong run game. These yeah. receivers are going to have time and space and opportunity to operate. I, I And John Hodge said it a while back when Ellingson signed and Lawler left that he predicted that Ellingson would have a bigger year than Lawler. And the way Chris Jones plays with quarterbacks – I don't see that being a stretch. I see Greg. I saw him in training camp on Saturday. The guy was was wide open. He has that chemistry with Kalaris from 2014 in Hamilton. And he's consistent. And when you're yeah. talking about the CFL, you can have guys that you can have your Troy Cops that have a monster game, your Joey Elliott that could throw for 406 yards in 2012, which nobody did till throw 400 yards till when. Last year was Zach Kolaris, 417, right? Did Joey Elliott do anything? It's the guys that can do it every year. And that's great. Five years in a row, 1,000 yards. Right. He's he's in shape. He takes the most pass interference penalties in the CFL. Thank you, Derek Taylor, for that. Right? So he's going to be an absolute stud. I am so excited to see Ellings. I, I'm quite frankly, Darren, I'm sick of him burning us. I want to see him. I want to see him in blue and gold. I think he's going to be number two, and I want to see him burn other teams. But let's talk about Brendan O'Leary Orange. We had Blue Bomber yeah. Brandon ask about him. I liked Brendan O'Leary Orange last year in camp. He's a big body. He's Canadian. I don't see him challenging Walatarski at this point. But he's can Walatarski <laughs> take him under his wing? What you think he's going to challenge Drew? Yeah, really. I think he has the talent. To win that job. And no knock on Drew Wolitarski. Like, none. But Brendan O'Leary Orange can can be that good. Will he be? Well, he's got to get healthy. He's been watching from the sidelines for the last number of days in camp. 
Yeah. Get into a preseason game, show what you can do when it's not Zach Kolaris at quarterback, you yeah. know, whether it's Dakota Prukup, who as an aside, Zach, the guy can run like, holy cow, he can move. Is that right? Um, oh yeah. Like unbelievable. Um, and a five-year veteran quarterback with a good arm. Good. So, you know, if you can make it happen with him in the preseason or with Drew Brown at quarterback in the preseason, I give Brendan O'Leary orange. I, I won't say an inside track, but he's got a, he's got a leg up on winning a job. I, I definitely see him making the team. No question in my mind about that. Really he's big and he's talented. And uh, we got to remember his dad played in the CFL for the Toronto Argonauts. So dig that up uh, on Wikipedia or wherever you go. Now that's um, what I call chopping it up and stoking the fire. Darren, yeah, who was his dad? Who was his dad? Oh, I can't remember something now. It's Larry or something orange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was orange. Anyway, look it up, check it out. And uh, you'll, you'll see, uh, you know, he's got some good bloodlines. Uh, Brendan O'Leary orange. Does he play uh, teams? Though, Darren? Does he, sorry. Hmm? Does, does he play special teams? I haven't seen him do too much special teams, yeah. but again, he's been banged up a lot. Right. Right. Uh, but he started making plays in practice last season. Like I, I noticed him, he made yeah. one catch that kind of had the, the, you know, the field kind of go like, Oh, like he, he can play. Uh, I'm really curious to see Brendan O'Leary orange, the new number 84 for the blue bombers in the preseason. Let's uh, let's do one more if we can. Uh, sure. And then I and then I I have to do one thing that I think is funny. Uh, Calvin McKnight, that was the mm -hmm. highlight for me on Saturday. It was a beautiful day. I took my daughter. We got the pancake breakfast. Blah 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 blah. I met Sandy. I met Tamara. By the way, Sandy has a has a sweet collection of CFL cards. This lady, but uh, it was Zach on a scramble to his right, which he always does. Right, he scrambles to his right. He, he kind of threw a duck. It wasn't a duck, but it was a wobbler. But it must have been 60 yards. And who comes up with it in traffic? A guy was draped all over him was Kelvin McKnight. Because Kelvin McKnight last year was kind of like uh, like Nelson. It was like, okay, he makes the odd catch. It's like a three-yard screen pass. Great. You know, I don't see him going anywhere. But Kelvin McKnight is back. And it was a hell of a play. And, you know, I, I want to see it more often with Kelvin McKnight. But to what extent does he have an inside track of making this team? I think he'll make the team. No question. I think he's maybe one of the first guys they'll call off the practice roster. He yeah. might even win a job, like win a starting job. You know, he he's essentially up against um, uh, Janarian Grant, right? Like Kelvin McKnight, Janarian Grant, very interchangeable, very similar body type. Like this is the, they're going to have some hard decisions to make and it may come down to health. It may come down to these guys ability to play in the preseason um, that, uh, you know, determines, you know, who Kyle Walters wants, who Mike O'Shea wants, who OC Buck Pierce wants, uh, maybe even who Zach Kolaris wants. Um, right. Of when course. It comes to the final roster. Um, okay. Let me give you a quick rundown. Uh, this is a Zach Schnitzer squirrel moment. But I, I was thinking about the last few years, how Winnipeg has kind of been a graveyard of veteran receivers. And you know what I'm talking about, Bomber fans. Okay. 2014, Nick Moore. Mm, doesn't do much. 2017, or actually it's 2016, Kenny Stafford. 2017, Kenny Stafford gets cut in training camp. Big name receiver. 
Adarius Bowman, big name receiver. We were all excited. The return of Adarius Bowman. He got his eye surgery. Now he can catch. Does nothing. Who comes next? Chris Matthews, 2019. Like, Chris Matthews was talking about, I want my name on the wall of honor beside Milt Stiegel, blah, blah, Terrence Edwards. The guy did nothing. Cam Meredith, 2021. Veteran of the Bears. I had a buddy. I'm going to name uh, Sean McCarthy again, my buddy. He's a huge Bears fan. He said Cam Meredith is a stud. And he had a, he had his first couple of days in training camp. I remember reports. This guy was a smooth runner. Nothing. And now you have Jalen Saunders. And, and here's the other reason I want Greg Ellingson to succeed is you got to break that curse. There's too many big name receivers that have come here and done nothing and, and have just, you know, sputtered out. And uh, let's go, Greg Ellingson. He's one of the most exciting guys this year yep. for me, Darren. Uh, I just cannot wait to see him get a 50-yard pass interference call. And and the people around me be like, oh, okay, pass interference. And and, and as, uh, as Derek Taylor said, a 50-yard pass interference call is just as good as a 50-yard catch, especially mm-hmm. if you're in the fourth quarter, you're behind and you're marching. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take a 50-yard pass interference call against Greg Allenson? Hello. So no, that's no, my thing. I'm done with receiver. <laughs> I don't know if we're done. With Shout out to uh, to Gregory in the chat. If you were uh, following along there uh, on the screen, he pretty much gave us the entire Wikipedia page for Doyle Orange, Brendan O'Leary Orange's dad, in his four stellar seasons uh, with the Toronto Argonauts in the CFL. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be a fun season. Uh, I sure hope they play a game on Friday night. Dan Barnes of the Canadian Press, excellent reporter, better guy. Um, tweeted just moments ago, Zach, or I should say, oh, wow. It was actually a while ago now, but he yeah. says hearing the CFL and the players association have engaged in collective bargaining talks off and on all day, but the players association leadership, not yet prepared to take the current deal to membership for a vote. Talks will continue in hopes of getting to that point by the CFL imposed deadline of midnight Eastern time. Thursday. So it's going to be an interesting 24, 30 hours uh, here in Canada with, um, you know, bated breath and hoping we, we have some games, uh, some games to, to watch and enjoy uh, on Friday. Um, but you can follow him uh, sports Dan Barnes on Twitter. He's a great guy and, and a great follow uh, as well on the national level. Um, I'm going to pull up some texts, Zach, on the Bonfire Sports hotline. You can see it, it right there, right right there. Well, <laughs> there, there you point up. No, uh, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. Leave your name and your question. Uh, you can text it or call and, uh, you know, maybe we can get to it uh, on a future show. Um, so big shout out to my friend Don, uh, first guy first person to uh, text the Bonfire Sports Hotline. Love you, Don. Uh, you and Brian are two of my faves. Um, one texter says, it seems like Winnipeg is set on Brady Oliveira at RB1, the starting running back. But if you were calling the shots, how would you allocate the running back workload? You take that one first. I am someone who looks at... Uh... Brady Oliveira, and I see a little bit of an Andrew Harris clone. I see a guy who has a low pad level, runs between tackles. He can catch out of the backfield. You know, I see him that way. 
But for whatever reason, Darren, there's just something about Augustine that lights the fire. To use another bonfire analogy, uh, this guy has a 7.2-yard average per carry. That is absolutely insane. When, when Andrew Harris went out because of the drug scandal, Johnny Augustine played in Labor Day. Unfortunately, they lost that game. Uh, and then he played in the Banjo Bowl. He torched the Riders. Mm-hmm. Like it was like they hadn't missed a beat. And this guy has speed to burn. So for me, and then you saw him in that meaningless Calgary game last year at the end of the season, where unfortunately our our record breaking defense, fourth quarter defense, that record was broken. Uh, right. Michael Day took the sword for that one. He said, I shouldn't have uh, sent a full out blitz. I should have listened to Richie Hall. Was that the but, six uh, combined points in fourth quarters all year? Exactly, man. Yeah. But J- Johnny Augustine, what did he have? 100 yards in the first ha- first quarter, first half, had 148 yards. For me personally, I think Johnny Augustine is is a next star Canadian running back in this league. But as Greg just said, love me some Greg Liverpool. Maybe you'll see a running back by committee. But here's the thing. Buck Pierce is looking at his playbook. He's He's got a little bit of a thunder and lightning thing going on, which we haven't seen since you know who and you know who mm-hmm. and uh, Blaine Consellers. And he's probably going like this, saying, I am going to have some serious fun. And then you throw the two quarterbacks in, and I want to mention that. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this like nerdy fanboy bomber guy who's like, "Ooh, two quarterbacks said, and they're gonna light the league on fire. They're gonna break every record and go eighteen and zero." Like we know that's not gonna happen, but you're right. Prukop can motor. He had that forty something yard run on us last year when he was with Edmonton. Yeah, he it was also, the Elks by the way, play of the year. It was the yes, Edmonton play, play of the, of the year. year. By the yeah. way, there was a there was a video on Twitter where uh, <laughs> Prukop threw uh, threw the football. Uh, this was a video by the Bombers. He throws the football and the, and the caption is beautiful throw. I'm like, okay, he's throwing the football. Big deal. It goes into a garbage can like 60 yards away. So, hey, that impresses me. But, you know, <laughs> you have Prukop in there who can run, right? right? And you have Augustine and Oliver. So to answer your question, me personally, because of that average, because of that speed, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield as well, Johnny Augustine is a guy yeah. – that I think is one of the reasons they let Andrew Harris go because they did not want to countenance losing a guy like that. Yep. yep. He, he, he had, I bet you he had, I had no, I have no evidence, but I bet you teams were just dying for some Johnny Augustine and no knock to Brady Oliveira. I think he's a good player and he's, and he's had some big games, but Johnny Augustine to me is a game breaker. I completely agree with you that Johnny Augustine was a critical signing following the departure of Andrew Harris. I think the Blue Bombers knew they weren't going to re-sign Andrew Harris. I think that was their intention. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of he said, she said, he said, they said, uh, you know, uh, reported that whole Andrew Harris signing in Toronto thing and and not getting a call from Winnipeg and and the rest of it. Um, But I will disagree with you on the yards per carry average. It's it's right. the go-to stat fans talk about when talking about Johnny Augustine. I will first say Johnny Augustine may be the most difficult ball carrier to tackle since Andrew Harris. Like he is so tough, hard-nosed, determined, 
and strong. I'm told the guy eats like a rabbit, like oh, the yeah. cleanest yeah. diet you could imagine. You see his body, like his physical yeah. makeup. He's like carved out of marble. Okay. And and that's yeah. just a football reporter talking. Like yeah. he looks different than the rest of the guys around. Um, yeah. and, and he has a heart. The biggest muscle in him, all of it is probably his heart inside. And the guy is a tireless worker, yeah. has his head on straight, big character, big heart, uh, great teammate, I'm told as well. Um, and I do believe he is going to be a star player in this league. But here's the reality. When you lose Andrew Harris, you don't just say, okay, Brady's our guy. Okay, Johnny's our guy. No. Andrew Harris was beyond, is beyond. He is, yeah. He is like not a lot of guys are made like Andrew Harris. No, like not many at all. If you don't have thirty three, who can kind of just you know play, you better have good contingency plans. And I think the Bombers did the smart thing. You move on from a hundred eighty thousand dollar contract for Andrew Harris. That's about what he made the last number of years here in Winnipeg. It's what I understand he made in Toronto. Now you got money to pay two good young running backs. Do I think it's going to be a backfield by committee? Absolutely. And it should be. They're both good. They're both young. They're both dynamic. They're both good blockers. They're good in the pass game. Brady Oliveira thinks he needs to be better in the pass game. So what is he doing? I only know that because of what he's doing. He's after practice catching 100 balls out of the jugs machine. That's the like spinning machine. Yeah, yeah football they use it for punts and and for the receivers to catch and that sort of thing willie jefferson feeds the football into brady boom 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 like not like throw speed faster than throw speed so he's really working on his hands um and, and working on ball security the bombers running game is going to be what it always was led by the big boys up front we haven't yeah. talked about the line but we will yeah let's go and and, and it, it it's Johnny Augustine and Brady Oliveira, pick your poison. A one, A two, Thunder and Lightning. I think it's going to be fun. What's well, your? What's well, your let, me, let me. Let me. Sorry, Darren. Let me ask you about though. You said the yards per carry average is uh, yes, like, right, uh, right, right. So he had so like, fill that out for me. Well, it's an average. Okay, yeah. if you took his median run, it's a lot lower than that because it was offset by some really, really big runs because yeah. he would get to the outside. Like I remember yeah. one specifically at IG field last year, I can't place the game, but he just pushed guys off of him and kept going to the sideline, push guys yeah. off of him. Yeah. Like he won't go down. He will yeah. never trot out of bounds like Eric Dickerson, like who was famous for it, right? Hall of fame running back, but would always take the easy way out. Johnny Augustine ain't taking the easy way out. He is hard nosed. Like I said, um, but I think the yards per carry average as somebody who is like stepping in for Andrew or stepping in for Brady, maybe defenses weren't exactly expecting him and he ripped off some really big runs. I think Fair. that just skewed his, his yards per carry average, but we'll see. We'll Fans see. are going to tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. We'll, we'll see once, uh, you know, once they're under the lights this year. <laughs> so let's, let's hit O-line. Like there was, uh, I read Ed Tate's piece. Love me some Ed Tate. By the way, I do want to give a shout out to Derek Taylor. Uh, guy came on my podcast, never met him. He's, he's settling in. He came back from a big trip, trying to find a house with his wife, Fiona came on the pod, real big gentleman, great guy. And listen, he did his first coaches show under some adversity. There was some tech issues and he, he just took it like a pro. We all know Michael Shea is not the most media friendly guy in the world. And I thought he pulled it off beautifully. So big shout out to DT. I love 
DT uh, being the new Bob Irving. I think he has some great energy. I think. Well, I'll, I'll stop you there. He's not the okay. new Bob Irving. No, he's he not. Is okay, Derek you're right. Taylor. Yeah, and and you know what? That, that's how Derek would want it, and and that's how uh, I think uh, it should be. Um, I love Derek. Like Derek was somebody who took me under his wing years and years ago when he got hired by TSN. I can't even remember what year it was, 2014, something like that. I happened to be in Toronto. He was there. I was going to take over Derek's former gig uh, calling the University of Manitoba Bison's football games. Oh, yeah. It's like, come on, you know, meet me at this place. I'll buy you lunch. I picked his brain. He gave me tons of great advice. Yeah. Uh, I've considered him and still consider him such a great friend and, and mentor and somebody I look up to. There's yeah. few that have passion and affinity for Canadian football, like Derek, he has he puts his own slant on it. Loves the numbers and the stats, the details, all of that. Um, yeah. Wishing him nothing but the best. It is a huge pair of shoes to fill, and and, yeah. and a lot has been said about this in a variety of different uh, media formats, Zach. But uh, I want to wish my best to Zach. Uh, to uh, well, you know, you're Zach. I want to wish my best to Derek. Uh, he's going to do an amazing job. Fans are going to love hearing uh, him call the games. Um, and of course, all the best to Bob Irving. Um, you know, I, I, I wished him my best um, earlier uh, when he announced his retirement. But uh, man, like what a legend. Uh, we're going to miss him. Uh, but Derek's going to do a great job. Well, and Bob, what, what heartened me was Bob Irving tweeted the other day. I think it was it was in training camp. Instead of being there like he is every year and kind of losing his summers, he, he had binge watched Ozark. <laughs> and I thought... You know, Good like on one in the morning, he's like, tweeting about Ozark. Oh, yeah. It's like, fine. no, it was one in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was like, good for you, Bob. Like, you deserve to yeah. not only ride off into the sunset, but but watch as much Netflix as you want, right? Um, anyway, so we were talking O-line. I don't know how I got into DT, but, but there was a piece today uh, by Ed Tate. Love me some Ed Tate. That's how we got to DT. Um, yeah. and, he, and he talked about Jeff Gray and that, you mm -hmm. know, he expects him to step right in. Uh, I like Jeff Gray at these things. He's, he, he goes down the field just like Hardrick. He's kind of nasty, and he has a knack for getting under other teams' skin, which I really appreciate. So uh -huh. uh, what do you see in O-line? Do you see him uh, filling the Desjardins sort of hole that was left? Where are we going on O-line? I think Jeff Gray is a very different player than Drew Desjardins, but he doesn't need to be Drew Desjardins. He doesn't need to be Pat Newfeld. He needs to be Jeff Gray. Jeff Gray, if you've read about him, University of Manitoba Bison and, uh, you know, time in the NFL, um, first round pick of the Bombers. He was a weightlifter growing up. Like, it served him well. The guy is strong as an ox and he is incredibly smart. When his football days are over, he is going to do fantastic things as an engineer. He's... I've been told he's a genius. Like, you know, he'll scoff at that. Right, right. Jeff will scoff at that. But oh, yeah, I'm a he's very talented in engineering and, and incredibly uh, smart in that. Um, but, you know, he's playing football and he's strong. And, you know, I think if, if the opportunity is there for him, he can take it. But they're not going to give him the job. Like Liam Dobson signing the Bombers' uh, first-round pick from uh, 2021 – uh, USFL didn't work out. It was visa issues. It's, you know, border rules or whatever it is. The yeah. IRS, Canada, whatever it was. Yeah. His contract got nullified. He wasn't able to play in the USFL. And that was a two-year deal. Like, it would have been locked in. 
Well, now he comes to the CFL and signs with the Blue Bombers, and he's been getting a lot of work with the first-team offense. Him and Gray have been kind of switching between uh, the two guard spots. Um, Michael Couture has missed some time, so Chris Kolinkowski, another uh, younger Canadian, step has stepped in. Uh, Newfeld has missed a little bit of time, so you know they've, they've rotated some uh, Americans in there as well. Ben Kazwara, another Canadian uh, who's been getting work at center and at guard. Um, Kolinkowski, Kazwara, Dobson, Gray, those are all guys that are going to push for those um, those Canadian or that one open Canadian spot. Uh, I give Jeff Gray the inside track, but uh, yeah. they're, they're definitely not going to anoint him the next Drew Desjardins. Um, Newfeld, Hardrick, Stanley Bryant, rock solid vets that you know uh, when healthy are good to go. But um, you know, I'm curious to see a lot of these young young offensive linemen in the preseason. That's going to be you know trial by fire and and their opportunity to to maybe uh, you know help as an individual stand out from the rest of the pack. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're so solid on offensive line and everybody knows that trope, right? Like if you want to be successful in the Canadian football league, you need those interior Canadian linemen, your hogs. And I think, I think we're good there. I, I, I personally thought the Liam Dobson signing was absolutely massive for us. Yeah. Yep. So, no question. you know, and, and, and Derek Taylor will say, your running back doesn't matter that much in the CFL and he has stats to back it up. But, but I think if you've got that O-line, you, you can throw Zach Schnitzer back there and he's going to get a few yards for you. He, he's well, going to be carted off the field after the first play, but he's going to get you a couple of <laughs> yards. I was an all-star on the, on the recess field, buddy. Like I could juke people, but. Uh... Three yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard for blue bombers fans to hear that, you know, replacement level running back is, is just as good as, as most starters in the league when we've seen what Andrew Harris has done here. Yeah. You know, 2019 Grey Cup, you can't tell me any other running back could have done what he did. He had a chip on his shoulder. He had a point to prove. He had a real fire in his belly. And, you know, he brought a Grey Cup to his hometown, a, a very long-awaited Grey Cup uh, here to Winnipeg. Um, but, you know, that offensive line, Buck Pierce, a committee running back uh, group, Kyle Borsa, a Canadian out of the University of Regina, somebody we should mention as well. Very yep. Johnny Augustine-like, you know, very, very similar uh, body stature and, and can run. Uh, I, I covered a game or two of his uh, for Canada West TV um, yep. when he was at the University of Regina. He's a good player. Um, okay. I think he's somebody that uh, is going to continue to, to bolster and push that Canadian running back group that Winnipeg has. Um, yeah. I, we, good things are happening with Buck Pierce's offense here because well, well let me ask you this: car, yeah, you can do a lot of different things. Kolaris is unbelievable. That guy's release, like I don't know a lot about uh, uh, Corey Weir. I've got a <laughs> Schnitzer could be serving up Schnitzel behind that O line. Love it, love it, Corey Weir. We got to meet in person. Um, uh, here's a question for Bomber fans and for you, Darren. Is this team let you know Maston aside because I I suspect right. I suspect that's a bad one. Is this team particularly? Look, we've talked a lot about offense, but let's talk about that dark side historic defense from last yeah. year, right? right? You lose Stephen Richardson and poor guy, like he goes down. You know, I don't want to see that. I mean, the guy was an absolute monster for us. I loved Stephen Richardson, and uh, but but look. 
is our roster comparable to last year's roster? Does it yes. stack up? <laughs> yes, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. Steven Richardson's a loss, but, you know, Casey Sales, Ricky Walker, they're both coming back. Casey Sales made some things happen. He's looked good in two leagues now. He looked good in the XFL. He's looked good in the Canadian Football League. That's second year in the CFL after coming from American football, especially for guys that play on the line of scrimmage, like moving a yard off, changing yep. their timing, changing their technique, all of that right. has to make a big adjustment with that yard off the ball here in Canada. Casey Sales could continue to grow into a really impactful player on the inside. Jake Thomas, like watching him in practice in training camp, like his motor is turning, man. Like Jake Thomas looks as good as ever. You add in Cam Lawson, another Canadian defensive tackle yeah. with a little bit of experience. Yeah. Cole Adamson, uh, a Winnipegger and, and Manitoba Bison, uh, mid-round draft pick of the Blue Bombers this year. Absolute mountain of a man, big and strong and, and learning the game. I think he's going to go back to school. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the pipeline, learning under Jake Thomas in training camp this year. And then these guys on the edge are all world in Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. Cedric Wilcots was cut in training camp by the Blue Bombers last season. He's back. He's looked really good in training camp. I think he's okay. on the inside track to, to be that guy, be that extra defensive end. Everyone talks about Steven Richardson, Zach. Yeah. Jonathan Hongbo and, and um, Tiadric Hansen both departing yeah. the Blue Bombers those for are different big losses. That, those scare me. I'll be honest with you. Those are big losses. Big, big losses. Uh, especially when like and, and and I and I saw when um you know we had that 34 set in the beginning of the season because Kyrie Wilson was out and Steven Richardson was out that's why Toronto beat us because they ran the ball down our throat no knock on Briggs and Goche love those guys they are talented we all know that 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 Shane Goche saved the 2019 West final he he caught a guy Nick Marshall who was faster than him objectively mm -hmm. and yep. caught him yep and took him down okay there's no knock on those guys but i believe the stats were quite clear that when kyrie wilson who's underrated he's a phenomenal player at will linebacker yep. and steven richardson came back darren our run defense was back on par before yep. that it was middling and that can, was can that I, made us vulnerable chime in one little thing i heard chime in all the time man out of that game in Toronto that the Blue Bombers lost uh, last season, uh, it stands out on the schedule, right? Like they um, they they lost that game handily. I was led to believe that the Bombers just kind of got pushed around in that game. Toronto that played right? tougher. Toronto played harder, uh, and maybe Winnipeg was expecting you know things to to just go a certain way. Oh, yeah. um, I can't speak much more than that, but they got beat in that game. Teams lose games. Teams get beat. Maybe served Winnipeg well because, you know, they, they went on to a heck of a season and, and pretty much outside of the Great Cup game itself, a runaway uh, through the year to the Great Cup. But it, um, uh, you know, sometimes those games early in a year, like in the first third of the year, um, can be a, a reminder that, you got to work. You got to put it in every single week. You got to show up on game day and you got to treat every opponent like they're going to beat you because if you don't, they will beat you. 
It, it, it is true. You know, it, it, it sharpens you. Right. And, and, and if you look back at 2019, not to, not to stick, stick on 2019 too much, but we all remember those, those horrible losses by one point each respectively mm -hmm. to Toronto and Montreal games. I will never, ever forget <laughs> games where I was tempted to throw because you have a dent beside your TV on your living room wall. <laughs> right. And I can't even fix that because uh, I am not a handyman by any chance. But uh, listen, uh, those games, I, I think those games really sharpened the Bombers in 2019. And I think that it gave them a suit of armor. And they said they were embarrassed. And uh, they said that's not going to happen again. And and I'd rather a team lose in, in July than October. Just what uh, CJ Diddick is saying. So um, as much as he hated as a fan when they lose, you have to have that perspective that it's an 18 game season and and sorry Ryan Ballantyne, Mr. Uh, Four Horsemen podcast uh, or extraordinaire in Calgary uh teams don't go 18 and 0 in the CFL I I love this guy he's great I'm just joshing with him but uh No Ryan Ryan's a good dude really good He's dude. a good dude he, he, the other day he was uh he was on with Joe Pritchard on uh, the no it wasn't Joe Pritchard was it Joe Pritchard oh. I don't know who he was he was on with someone and uh, he was saying they're not going to go eighteen and zero. They're going to go eighteen and zero, and that gave me a good guffaw. But uh, <laughs> listen, he loves his stats, Ryan. He loves his stats. <laughs> I'm hopefully going to that game. My brother-in-law is getting married July 31st in Calgary. What does a good bomber fan do? You look at the away schedule, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, the bombers are playing the night before. A little extra time with family, relax, yeah, you know, okay. bring the kids, introduce them to the extended family, a couple provinces. Oh, no, you're looking at Ticketmaster. Oh, my wife and I are already battling on that. So, well, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. I know my, I saw my cousin Jeff from Chicago's on. Maybe I can bring you down to look after the kids with my wife. But uh, I am. I, You know, uh, you haven't quite convinced me. I'm afraid for our run defense. You know, I was afraid when we lost Drake Nevis, but then we got Richardson. We've lost Richardson. Is this Lawson guy going to step up? Is Sales going to step up? Is Ricky Walker going to step up? Step up? Cedric Wilcots. We'll see. Uh, but as long this, as this, got... is, what, this is what I know about the Blue Bombers defense. It's very intricate and confusing to opposing offenses. Like you talked about, you know, three, four sets and four, three sets. Yeah. They ran like a two-five last year. They'll bring in Briggs and and Gauthier yeah. and. Uh, Did you say two-five? Yeah. What in God's name is a two-five set? Like, you know, Adam Beagle's at the line of scrimmage. Then he's dropping oh, to deep safety. Uh, you know, they'll swap the dime in the weak side on run plays. They 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 do all of these weird confusing yeah. things to watch from like the press box or on yeah. TV when it's a wide enough shot. It's fun to watch away from, I got a book behind me. It's called take your eye off the ball. Everybody watches the quarterback drop back and throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Drop back. Watch the defense, watch the line of scrimmage. Right. That's where the, the fun stuff is happening. Um, but like Adam Big Hill, Kyrie Wilson, those other guys I mentioned, um, you know, losing Mercy Maston is going to hurt yeah. the run defense. No question in my mind. Brandon Alexander, presumably not ready to play for the first chunk of the regular season. That's going to hurt the run yeah. defense. But the fact that Winston Rose is back and, and you yeah. got someone like Taekwon Glass, uh, who has CFL experience, Nick Taylor, um, 
Dietrich Nichols, uh, Winston Rose, all those guys to, to have guys that continue to work together. Nobody talks about DBs when it comes to run defense, but they're a big part of it as well in, in run support. Uh, so I think they're going to be okay, but of course you never know until, uh, the lights come on and, and, um, they're, they're back at it. Uh, CJ's well, asked time frame for Brandon Alexander to be back. Unfortunately not. I do know this exactly a month ago was the blue bombers new Jersey release. Yes. Right. And Alexander was one of the models. He was yeah. limping a little bit. Yeah. I don't know how close he is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Michael Shea won't say no, nobody would, would say, um, but I don't think people should hold their breath. You no. know, let, let I think it's you go by. We'll see. I think I think you're looking at Labor Day or Banjo Bowl for him. That's what yeah. I had. That's what I had heard. Um, but you talk about a free agent or, or trade deadline ad off your yeah. own roster, like a Brandon Alexander. Well, it's a funny oh. way to look at it, right? It well, is. Oh. It's a trade free agent ad. Like uh, the guy's an absolute stud. He, he he dropped some good tracks too. I've been trying to get him to send us one for the show. We'll see. Yeah, I'd be He's down with a, that. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see some two sided. Look, I want to ask you about Tyrell Ford. Okay, because this is a Canadian who could potentially play corner. I do not know the last time a Canadian defensive back played corner. We see them at safety. We, had, you know, we had the Hallett brothers. We had uh, we had Jeff Hecht play there. We saw Derek Jones play there. It's it's pretty common. Uh, it's a maybe a safer spot to put a Canadian, if I may, not to offend, but to have an athletic freak like Tyrell Ford, who was frankly bored in Waterloo, the film showed, I believe. Like yeah. you know, they were just like, he's so good that he's bored. Of course, Matt Buckner. Of course, Matt Buckner. Yes. I don't know what did, did he play corner? Uh I don't remember. No, what, there was, was Buckner, Brandon? and there was was Alexander. There was a Canadian Alexander a, yes. as well. Um, but, but I don't Terrell think they corner, or, they, or they like stepped in and played corner and it didn't go so well. Did not. But you're right. Like Davis Sanchez. Yeah. I, I can't name too many Canadian corners. Because really here's can. the thing. Like if you, if you there, they may have to play an extra DB as Canadian with, with the defensive line, you lose Kongbo. Right. So if Terrell Ford is even like an above average Canadian DB who can play corner and rotate in at safety. Like that is pretty exciting for a bomber fan, I would say. And I am dying to see what this guy can do. Hopefully we see this game on Friday, but uh, yeah. I am dying to see what this guy can do. Cause I was know, just looking it up. Ar Arjun Colhoun is another good Canadian oh, yeah, uh, yeah. cover DB. Um, but it's, it's not just Tyrell Ford, Zach, right. Patrice Renee. Right. University Patrice of North Renee, Carolina, yeah. big, long body with yeah. cover skills, uh, six foot two, looks like a grown ass man, if I can say that. Um, he's somebody as, as a CFL rookie and a Canadian uh, from the 2021 draft um, that, that could easily step in and be one of those cover spots. So um, Blue Bomber Brandon, uh, Brandon asking if uh, Ford's been returning kicks oh, in practice. I haven't seen him, but yeah. I haven't been watching that too closely. Grant, Dembski, McKnight, uh, also the running back, um, McCray and Simpson, the two Americans. Uh, we'll, we'll see how, how kick returner uh, shakes out. Um, but love everybody in the, the live chat uh, or texting the hotline uh, here on Bonfire Sports. Awesome. Appreciate the support. Be sure to like the video uh, on YouTube and subscribe. You can ring the bell and then you'll know when Zach and I are live. 
Uh, you'll know when Walby and I are live for Game Day Winnipeg. You'll know when Zach and I are live for the post-game show. Well, there's your bell. It's my, for, for my good buddy, Alex Serebnitsky. He always gets me little trinkets. Here's my bell. Ring the bell, folks. That's awesome. I, I mean, uh, the Bombers Canadian talent is really good. It goes beyond some of those new names. I want to mention one, and, and I know we're, we're tight for time, Zach. we, we got to sure. let you, as a young family man, get back to your kids. Oh, and, right. And I have a family. That, that's the thing. When I get into football, I actually forget oh, everything else. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> um, but uh, Tanner Cadwallader. Now, his, his full name is Tanner Gaskill Cadwallader. Ooh, that's a but mouthful. But they, they got rid of the one last name, and then he just goes with Cadwallader uh, yeah. on his jersey because he'd be like, you know, the Detroit Red Wings of the 80s or whatever it was. It was like, you know, from elbow to elbow, the shoulder bar or the yeah. name bar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Tanner Cadwallader, Canadian linebacker and special teamer, he's been making things happen in training camp. Like, I'm noticing him all the time. He's got... Sleeve tattoos, number 47, big body, uh, you know, similar to like a Shane Gauthier, can run. As I mentioned, plays specials, but he's been making things happen at linebacker too. Number 47, Cadwalladder. Watch okay. him in the preseason. The guy plays with a serious edge to his game. Um, you know, Mike Miller's been a little bit nicked up in training camp, or right. they're resting him more preventative yeah. than anything. Like Hall of Famer, the GOATs. Uh, he doesn't the need killer, Mike Miller. Yeah. I love calling him the killer. That's um, a good one. I haven't heard that. He, uh, you know, if, if he's not playing in the preseason, you watch 47 on kick cover. He's going to make something happen. Um, he, he's a real player. Um, I, I Sorry, Darren. I got a reference uh, on my good buddy, Gregory Liverpool. He wants us to talk about the Burger King dude. Do we know what he's talking about? Oh, the man named after the Burger King Whopper. Oh, Wop Filer. <laughs> Number 71. Yeah, you know, uh, Antonio Nunn made a nice catch uh, in practice the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Dixon, Filer, you know, some of those guys, there's a lot of receivers. There's a lot of receivers. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, got Milt, speaking of receivers, says, uh, sorry, I had to leave. Did you guys talk about Jalen Saunders? We did. Um, yeah. I'll recap it. I don't even know if I mentioned it. But my feeling is the performance was just not there. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, he asked for his release or this or that. Michael Shea will not speak specifically to it. No. Nor would he ever. Yeah. Um, but my inclination is, is that he just wasn't there anymore he hasn't played a full season since 2017 yeah it's played long. half a season in 2018 uh bad knee injuries then a car accident like serious yeah. injuries from uh you know a, a brush with death uh yeah. wishing jalen saunders all the of best course. had a chance to talk to him in training camp zach really nice guy um yeah. you know probably fit in you know what they put on the great cup ring in winnipeg fifo sure. fit in or forfeit opportunity <laughs> uh, uh, nobody fit in, but but wishing wishing Jalen Saunders the best. I, I just think Winnipeg's got a ton of depth and and young guys uh, that are probably coming in at a better price point and and uh, you know on that one plus one rookie contract than a two year deal Jalen Saunders got. Well, and and they've got the preseason right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, like they didn't have the preseason last year and they rolled to eleven and three. So. 
yeah, I, I think we're going to be good. I, I, the, the, the problem is, Darren, you've just wet my appetite, like, not not just because of this Burger King guy, but you've wet my appetite to see this preseason game. I'm dying to be there. Yeah, I'm taking my good buddy Jack from Ireland. He's uh he he's a rugby guy. He loves watching CFL now. I've turned him, and uh, let's go! Like get the deal done. Now I'm like even yeah. more stoked than I have been before to watch these guys. I want to see what's going to happen Friday. I want to see Tyrell Ford versus Trey Ford. I want to see Chris Jones. Yeah. I want to see what shirt he's wearing. Is he going to wear a black shirt? He's going to wear a green shirt. He's going to have the shades on. Is Mike O'Shea going to be, you know, sort of uh, short? I don't know, voodooing him with so I think Mike O'Shea can't stand Chris Jones, but we can get into that another time. This is just a fan theory, but we're going to do it all year. We're going to oh, do it buddy. all year here on Bonfire this is Midweek. This the best. Yeah, I, I'm excited, Zach. Uh, this was a great show, a great start. Um, so, Tonight's Wednesday. We're going to do it live next Wednesday, same time, same place here on Bonfire Sports. And then we're going to go Tuesday nights all season long. So Wednesday this week, Wednesday next week. But then when the regular season gets going, Zach, you and I will have Bonfire Midweek every week, all season long on Tuesday nights, 7.30 and live. So get in the live chat. Hey, there it is. Where'd you get that? Uh, I got it from a from this really nice guy. Uh, he also gave me new bubbly flavor, by the way, folks. Apple, green apple. My goodness, was it good. But the hat was even better that you gave me. You also gave me some stickers, which my seven-year-old daughter says she can't find. I was going oh, to load more. up those stickers and pepper them. I got more for buddy. you. They're gone. I got more for you. I, I got more for stickers. you. And if you're, at, if you're at Bomber's practice, anybody out there, and you recognize me, come up, I'll, I'll get you a bonfire sports sticker for your lunchbox. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Hamilton with the hot take, uh, Ottawa doesn't make the playoffs. Ooh. How hot is that take? I don't know if it's bonfire hot, Hammy, Ooh. but we'll take, it. we'll take it on the first show. Uh, <laughs> uh, love the live chat. Love everybody engaging. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, and and I'll, I'll, I'll last mention this, Zach, you're going to be at the game on Friday because there's going to be a game on Friday. Yeah. Let's hope there's a game on Friday. Uh, but Chris Walby and I are going to go live tomorrow. I don't even know when, but it will be live. So ring the bell on YouTube and you'll be notified when we go live. Chris Walby will join me for Game Day Winnipeg Season 2 with the big man. And uh, he's got thoughts on all of this, the Blue Bombers and more. Um, and then, Zach, when you're done at the game, you're going to race home. And you're going to join me on Game Day After Dark here on Bonfire Sports. We'll break it down in the post game. It sounds, it sounds steamy. You want it to be? We can make it steamy. <laughs> I am going to I'll just have a cup of tea and mind my business. That's what I'll do. Well, I, you know, to be honest, I'm a boring old dad now. Like, I'm drinking Your tea. Your dad jokes. I, I, and my dad jokes. I'm drinking tea. By the way, I did hmm. want to drop one dad joke that I prepared because – in my car, sometimes I rehearse things that I think are funny that nobody else does. But I will say, Zach Caleros and I are very similar in a couple ways. One of them is we're both MVPs. He's the most valuable player in the Grey Cup. And at times, I am the most valuable parent, as evidenced by this morning when I was given my 19-month-old son at 4.30 in the morning, Darren, on 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 the biggest day of my podcasting media life, 
my wife gives them to me at 4.30 and she says, she sees my face and she says, oh, are you sure you can take him? And I put my head in my hands and I'm honestly thinking to myself, I actually don't know if I can take him this morning. And I look up to respond to her and she is gone. And my son is just standing there looking at me being like, Dada Nunu. Because <laughs> that's his name for noodles. And I thought, that's my MVP moment. Most valuable parent. It doesn't happen very often. My wife is the 99% most valuable parent. But uh, that's another that's another thing with me and Zach Caleros. So there you go. Well, we can we can talk about we can talk about the pronunciation. The biggest scandal uh, controversy in Winnipeg right now is the pronunciation of the MOP quarterback's last name. You can watch him say it at the University of Cincinnati on YouTube. You can listen to uh, you know all the big voices across the league, people here in Winnipeg. It's like three different pronunciations for it. Uh, we'll get it straightened out. We'll, we'll give the guy his due and 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 say it right. But uh, thanks to everybody for uh, hitting the live chat. Uh, be sure to leave your name if you text the Bonfire Hotline, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. Call, leave a voicemail. Zach and I will play the good takes uh, and good questions uh, after the game on Bonfire After Dark. We'll try to keep the steam to a minimum. Uh, and uh, Chris Walby, of course, joins me for pregame uh, and all that. But man, we had fun. We've gone over ninety minutes here, an hour and a half. Yeah, right? uh, we didn't even, you know, waste too much time on the CBA. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think. Uh, I think we won some people over. They'll they'll come back, Darren. They'll come back and uh, so. <laughs> they'll watch the show. And yeah. uh, I will. I I get out of the game quick with my mother in law and her partner and whoever we're with, uh, and I'll be home in time. And uh, you know. I'll, I'll have some takes for you, man, because uh, that's, that's just who I am. So let's yeah, post go. Game, post game going to be fun. So we're, we're going to yeah. go on like after the broadcast and after right. their post game show, and and uh, you know get your voice uh, out there a little bit more involved in the conversation. So hit the hotline, uh, join the live chat. Be sure to join us live. Uh, all of that, and uh, like, look at this. <laughs> I don't know, Hammy. I don't know. Anyway, uh, thanks again, uh, Zach, and, and thanks to everybody out there. Great first episode of Bonfire Midweek. What do you say we do it again in seven days? Let's do it in seven days. And hey, one more question, Darren. Yeah. When do we announce the prize for the uh, golf package? Okay, so I will uh, reach out to whoever it is. Best comment or question in the live chat today. Uh, I'll reach out to you and... Uh, then uh, I'll announce it on uh, game day Winnipeg nice. tomorrow. But but that winner is going to win. Got to pull it up here one more time. It's Scottswood Links. You're going to win four green fees, and you're going to uh, you're going to win four carts as well. You can go uh, two duos, or you can go. Uh, one all by your or uh, four all together, but awesome place. Just 25 minutes uh, west of Winnipeg. Greens are in good shape. Course is dry. All 18 holes in play. Uh, you can check them out at scottswoodlinks.com. Uh, thanks again, Zach. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, buddy. And, uh, this was great. We'll, we'll see you post game. <laughs> okay. Oh, hang on. Oh, I got I got something fancy to to wrap the show here. So thanks okay. everybody for listening and watching. Let's go.